Welcome to The Balance, an inside look at the leadership of finance in the NHS, where we attempt to demystify the strange and complicated world of NHS and public sector finance and learn from the leaders behind the numbers. On this show, we aim to learn from CFOs, FDs and senior finance colleagues, exploring and learning more about what they do, why they do it, who they are and how they got into the positions they have. Welcome to The Balance. Hello and welcome back to another edition of The Balance, an inside look at the leadership of finance in the NHS. I'm Rob Forster, Chief Finance Officer and Deputy Chief Exec at Liverpool University Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust and I'm thrilled that today's guest is Simon Holden, CFO of Countess of Chester Hospitals Trust. Hi Simon. Hi Rob, good to see you. You too. Um, welcome to the show, and I've introduced your, your title, but could you give us a bit of a brief introduction to yourself? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, I started uh, very early. I started at 18 at Blackpool Victoria Hospital as a trainee accountant, and I've probably done 35 years now or so in the NHS in lots and lots of different roles, but always finance related and uh, still loving it. Brilliant. Well, you, you you don't look old enough as you'd, you'd expect. So kind, Rob. So kind. <laughs> Luckily, this is a podcast anyway, so they can't see whether we're, we're lying or not. Um, but... Tell us a bit. You've obviously spent a lot of time in, in NHS finance. What is finance role in the NHS and, and why is it important? I think for me, the best thing is it, it, it it's 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 delivering the business, but through money. So, you know, it's a long time since I did tax exams and some of the real numbers and foreign currency and all that. What it is for me is about adding value. So, if I'm thinking about what I've been doing today, I've been buying moppable floors for our vaccination hub and you're checking our CT scanners all on, on its way. And it's things that make a real difference to patients, but seen through a financial lens, you know. So, um, and the great thing is no two days are alike, you know, they're all, it's all different. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. And, and I guess it's a, it's a weird time at the moment, challenging for, for everyone, the NHS, um, obviously. What are the biggest challenges, though, facing finance at the moment? I think, I think for, for, for me, I think there is a big credibility issue. You, you know, and I reflect on my career that, you know, every year we have to deliver two, three, four, five percent CIP and we look at pressures and investments and it was fairly mechanistic process. I think COVID has been sort of a massive disruptor and finance's role is completely changed. I mean, my whole finance team now is home-based and have been home-based for about the last six months. We're seen to be delivering more than we ever did. So I think it's about how you work with the people, how finance add value. And, and we've changed the service massively. It, it, it's nothing like it was 12 months ago. So 
but I think finance has still got to remain credible and, you know, adding value to people. And I still think we are. I think it's great when you sit in the exec team and finance is involved in every single item on the agenda. And it's it's not just because of the numbers, it's because you're adding value to what you're discussing. Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, I couldn't agree more. And and you've alluded to it there that folks have been working from home and, and what have you. So, so does that mean there are opportunities, bizarrely, coming out of, of the current crisis for finance? I, I, th- I think, I mean, there's opportunities and challenges. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how we will onboard new staff because in the past, you know, when you joined a new organisation, you've got to understand it, you've got to walk the corridors, know the people. We, all our staff know the people and know the corridors and so them, they can deliver a service from home. So there's a big challenge there is about how how do we bring new people in? I think the opportunity is, I think we can all do our jobs from anywhere in the country. And that that really is, a, you know, it's interesting. And, and I was on a DOFS call this morning and um, I know a couple of DOFS who, who are 60 miles away from where, the, where their organisation is based and are still delivering a service and working every day of the week. So I think the old models change and i think covid it really is we, we we've got to stop looking to get back how it was before covid and start talking about what it looks like after and and the longer it goes on i think the easier it should be to sort of say this is the new service and stop trying to hark back to how much we used to do for what amount of money and what was the old benchmark you know i think all those all those metrics are being blown up and we've got to somehow come up with new metrics of what a good service looks like. Well, so that's a, it's a really interesting perspective. Um, and, and, and you've talked, obviously you've been in this, this service for, for a long time. You've had many experiences. So I'm assuming, would, would you recommend a, 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 a career in, in finance in, in the NHS? And, and, if so, and if so, how, how does someone even become a, become um, and aspire to be a finance leader? I'd, I'd, I'd encourage anybody. Um, I, I think it, it's the variety of, of roles. I think you, you need to get stuck in, take a, take a job, and, and, and then just see, see which direction um, is right for you. And that can be uh, professionally or geographic. I think the one thing the NHS has is you can work anywhere in England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales. You, you know that the, the opportunities are there. It's just what you want to do. And professionally, if you want to specialise in capital or specialise in performance or move into an ops role, um, I've actually worked with somebody from payroll who retrained as a nurse. You, you know, I think everything, every, you know, every, everything is open, and it's just a case of getting in throwing yourself at it and finding out which bits you enjoy. Brilliant. Yeah. The, that's certainly a huge, a huge variety of opportunities. So, so if one of our listeners is, is inspired by that and um, thinks, right, I want to pursue a career in finance, have you any ad- advice as to how they might go about starting on that journey? I think, I think the regional training schemes are really good. 
and they've always been really good. So there's a graduate trainee scheme for aspiring chief execs and there's a graduate scheme for finance people. Um, I, I didn't come through that route. I started, at, like I said, at 18 as a trainee accountant with my local hospital. Um, they were good enough to give me day release and then you get promoted and you get half day release and then you get promoted and they support you at evening school and then you get promoted and you're doing it at weekends and it, it becomes a hard slog. And I think I've the one bit I've got is I've, I've failed my professional exams more than anybody and, and it's a running joke um, with my family and people at work. You know, I, I like to say I, I wanted an in-depth knowledge before I passed. So I did... <laughs> ACCA Chartered Association of Certified Accountants and uh, it was a long slog to qualify um, and so when I you know at work when I see the trainees who think it's an easy easy to pass your exams it's not but I do understand how difficult it is and the challenges people face while you're trying to work and study and your home life so I you know, all I would say is you can do it. You've just got to uh, focus. And I'm sure you're the same, Rob. Or did you just breeze through? No, no, never. Just, uh, just uh, I, I totally agree. Sleeves up and, and uh, keep going. Is there. Yeah. Which yeah. brings us on. So we've, so we've talked about the profession. We've talked about the role of, of, of you and the CFO. So last couple of questions now, just, just to try and get an insight into to Simon Holden, the man, the leader. Um, if, if you had a, a motto or a, um, a saying or a philosophy, Simon, what, what would that be? I don't know. Stay optimistic, stay cheerful, keep going, um, you know. I don't know. I'll have to think about it and reflect and come back to you. I haven't got a slick phrase, Rob. I just think you've got to, you got to be, you got to treat people properly. And and I think the last thing to do is to, is to bark out orders and expect things and not say thank you. One one of my, um, uh, you have various mentors and coach through your career one mentor and it, it's, it's something that sticks in my mind still and it sticks in my mind every day he sort of said the one thing I noticed about you is you never say thank you and, and I said well I haven't got time I'm asking Rob Foster for something and I want it and you you just give it to me and I move on so I'm very conscious now of, of if you ask somebody for something it's just nice to say well thank you for doing that or I do appreciate it or now it may it may annoy my staff intensely because they get little two line emails back, but I think that's the least you can do if you're asking somebody, be it in payroll or in procurement or, you know, in in the estates department. I think the least you can do is to say thanks for doing it. Yeah. Well, well, I, I think that's a, that is an absolutely brilliant philosophy actually, and um, and 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 I know you always are optimistic Simon in, in our dealings together we'll balance next year Rob come on next year <laughs> exactly so on that note though I would like to to thank you on behalf of me and, and the listeners for for your time I know you're, you're a busy man and some really honest and and useful insights in, into your world my final question is one that 
that might be revealing. Um, do you or can you uh, tell us a, a favorite song or a song that means uh, something to you or represents something um, that you could share with us and the, and the listener? I was going to say, keep keeping the theme going, I think I'd use the Monty Python Life of Brian, always look on the bright side of life. So. Brilliant. What a, what a great way to end. Thank you, Simon, once again. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Balance. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you and see you next time.